This is Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Live from the Underground Lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino. The snap and the handoff to Gordon across the 40, down to the 35, and the ball is out! And Robertson has it in his stomach, and he's racing downfield for the Raiders. 50, 45, 40, Robertson near sideline, 20, 10, defensive touchdown, Raiders! This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And we are back at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Hour number three of the show, Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. We're here for Monday Night Football. We're here every single Monday night as this is our Monday location. Of course, we're out and about all week long, but uh, definitely enjoy being here at the Underground Lounge. Uh, lots of great TVs to watch all the action, and the action will be on tonight between San Francisco and and the L.A. Rams. And I'll tell you what, I don't know about you, but it's a lot easier for me to watch a, a football game of another team when uh, you, the Raiders are coming off a victory. <laughs> it makes it a whole lot easier instead of looking at the TV saying, well, how come the team can't do that? How come the team, how come they can't do that? It's a lot easier when you're talking about a W. Coming up this hour, we got Anthony Galavis from the Fresno Bee. He wrote a piece last night that was really good on Amik Robertson, so we'll really focus in on Amik at 4.30. We'll also hear from Amik Robertson in the Raiders locker room, one of the uh, many lo- interviews that we had an opportunity to have last night following the game, and we also have Max Crosby following the game in the Raiders locker room. You'll hear from him as well. But uh, let's go out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200. And uh, who do we got up? Jared in Vegas. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on, Q? Man, it's good to man. celebrate a victory Monday, man. <laughs> right? Hi, it's been too long. Too long. My game ball, I got I got three, really. Uh, Amik Robertson and Mad Max, for sure, without a doubt. And then, you know, the number one game ball has to go to Josh. If he was a man possessed yesterday. You know, really all season he's been a man possessed, just like, just like you were talking about early on when you were uh, – when you had the earlier interview, he's been that yeah. way all year. And I feel like this is the game plan. You know what? Um, we've been a little bit too pass happy. It was good to see us take the ball out of the air and put it on the ground. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like that should be the formula. 25 to 30 touches for Josh Jacobs. You know, some passes out of the backfield, at least 20 runs. And, and limit Derek Carr's dropback. Really, just limit the drop back. We don't have that offensive line. I'm not saying Darren Carr can't do it, but we don't have right. that offensive line. Let these guys grow. Yeah, no, that's a good point. It's a good point. Thanks for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And like I said, man, I'm, I'm hoping that that's the recipe. I really think it should be the recipe. I'm not the coach. I'm not in those offensive uh, meetings. I'm not in any meetings. Hell, I'm barely in my own meetings, but uh, I'm sure not in any of their meetings, so I don't know what they're thinking, but – you know, as far as I'm concerned, that would be a great recipe. You know, run the rock, pound the rock, establish it with, uh, you know, with Josh Jacobs or whoever, Zamir White as well, because let's not forget, he's going to be, uh, I think he's going to be a special dude as well. Uh, establish the run, you know, pound that thing, and then uh, it'll open it up for everyone else, including Darren Waller, including Hunter Renfro, including, uh, you know, Devontae Adams. I, I just think that that is a good recipe instead of just dropping back 40 times and just throw the rock, throw the rock, throw the rock, uh, you know, pound that thing as well. Makes a lot of sense to me. Let's go out to one of our favorite callers. How about Carson City, Carla? Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? I'm a happy girl. I got my W. I'm so happy the way we perform. We looked like we were together. Carr was running 21. He did a little mistake, but he did great. 
he did great. He ran, got us that touchdown, which gave us that momentum we needed. Hobbs did great, too, number 39. So we're on our way, baby. Just keep it going. Don't don't stop. Keep keep doing the same recipe you did this Sunday, next Sunday. And don't worry about who's coming up. Just go out there and do your best. There you go, Carson City. Carla, she'll speak it into existence for you. Good stuff right there. And, yeah, I think everyone's in agreement that that recipe that you saw on Sunday is, is a good one. Now, the problem is that you have to abandon the run if you get behind and you get behind too far because then all of a sudden you're, you're, playing, you're, you're playing against the clock. So uh, that, that means that they have to come out and start fast. They can't try to play catch-up in the second half like we've seen. A- again, it goes back to what we've been saying, right? Play four quarters. You play four quarters, you have an opportunity to win games. They hadn't played four quarters until Sunday. That was the first full game that the Raiders have played so far all season. I'm hoping, and we talked about it last week, Damon, that there's a good chance that those first four, four games for the Raiders were really representing their real true preseason. I'm hoping that that's what the case is, and now that they're, they've had this you know, preseason out of their way, now they're really ready to get ramped up. Oh, exactly, and I just thought about something. I know we'll talk about this later in the week. Just real quick, I want to mention it. We can get to it when we talk about the Chiefs. I do think that this is a game where you need to get the ball first. Just so, like, you can just establish that run off the bat and yeah. really milk that clock. Because as we've seen, like, the identity needs to be run the ball. No, that makes sense. I mean, that, that really does. I, I, can, I can totally understand that. Uh, you know, and, and I don't know the way that Kansas City scores, and, and I don't want to take anything away from the Raiders' defense because I think that they're playing well. But the way KC scores, I just don't know if you're going to be able to play keep away. <laughs> right? I mean, you know, I, I get it. The best way to slow down that offense is keeping them on the sideline. I just know that they score so quickly that if you don't score, and I'm not talking field goals, I'm talking touchdowns, it could be a long day at the office. But, again, we'll get into the teeth of what the Raiders have to do next Monday against Kansas City later on in the week because right now we're really talking about what the Raiders were able to do against the Denver Broncos at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. And, you know, going back to the offensive line real quick, uh, I wanted to play a sound sound bite from uh, from Josh McDaniels that he had earlier today, uh, just talking about the contributions of the offensive line because a lot of folks are giving them a lot of credit as they should. Uh, I really think that that offensive line that finished the game again. I'm saying finished the game because Jermaine Illuminor did not finish the game. I think that you know the way that they structured that offensive line down the stretch and had. Thayer Mumford and Dylan Parham right next to each other on the right-hand side. Andre James in center. Uh, Alex Bars at the left guard position. John and uh, Colton Miller at the left tackle. I think that that is a solid five. Here's Josh McDaniels talking about the contributions of the O-line. You know, Alex has, has uh, been a consistent uh, contributor to us here the last few weeks, but he's had a great effort, a uh, great mindset and attitude the entire time he's been here and uh, just consistently tries to work at his craft. Um, I think he's you know, he's given us some dependable play over there. Um, you know, he's, he's been pretty physical. Um, you know, the communication on the left side has been pretty good. Um, we didn't have a lot of blown assignments. There was a couple in the game that we're going to have to fix here. But um, generally speaking, I think that's been pretty good. Um, yeah, the two rookies were in there for some important snaps together uh, yesterday. And, and Dylan obviously, ha- again, continues to... 
uh, develop um, you know into the type of player we think he can be um, now moving from from center to guard you know and playing basically the entire time yesterday at right guard so um, give him a lot of credit for being able to you know the duality that he's had to deal with already this season in four games is pretty impressive for a young player um, and then Thayer stepped in there and again had two good rushers um, yesterday, you know, really three, uh, four, I mean, however many you want to count out there on the edge, they got good pass rushers. So, um, you know, tried to limit their production. Uh, some of that was with scheme and some of that obviously was with, you know, the ability to, to stay inside out and block them well. So um, I thought they acquitted themselves well and gave us an opportunity there to try to, you know, had two big drives in the fourth quarter, get down there and score some points and try to, you know, get the game into a two-score game twice. So they did, they did their job. There you go. Josh McDaniels talking about, start out talking about Alex Bars. Again, a guy that started out at the practice squad, right, and was elevated to the active roster and now a starter. It looks like he might be the answer at that left guard position. I don't know where that leaves John Simpson. Uh, of course, on the right side, I don't know where that leaves Lester Cotton, but I don't really care. You know, not trying to be cold, but everyone had their opportunity. Every single one of those guys had their opportunity to establish who they were and why they deserved a job, and clearly they didn't do it. That's why they had to have seven or eight different variations of the offensive line. Right now, Alex Bars is earning his spot. Right now, Dylan Parham is more than earning his spot. Hell, that dude's played every position on the damn offensive line outside of tackle, but he's done everything on the inside and in the interior. And Thayer Mumford, a seventh-round pick out of Ohio State, is earning his, his role as well. So you got to give them a lots of credit. A guy who has more than earned his role, a guy who got a contract extension in the offseason and has not slowed down, has not got tired, has not – got fat and happy. A guy in Max Crosby who wants to do more, 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 and more has four sacks on the season, eight tackles for loss, just continues to go out and be the, the engine that could, you know, the motor that just never slows down. He, uh, he was one of the last guys that we talked to in the Raiders locker room following the game, but it was well worth it. Here's Max Crosby in the Raiders locker room. How good does it feel to, to finally scratch that? Feels great. Um, you know, we've been working hard and Every game has been super close, so finally, you know, getting over the hump is, is special, especially against the Broncos. Um, you know, division rival uh, feels great. There's a lot of complimentary football going on tonight. Um, defense setting up the offense, vice versa, special teams plays. Um, how good does that feel? That because that's kind of what you've been wanting to hang your hat on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we have. You know, the first couple of weeks, I feel like we just weren't gelling, you know, as far as a, a total team. And we've been this close every time. So today, it still wasn't perfect, but it was better. Um, and we helped each other out. And that's that's really all we can do. So um, I'm just proud of the guys. You know, they played their ass off today. Man, you guys came out really strong in the second half, four, four straight punts. What, what kind of switch for you all as a defense to, to go on that run? Um, I think you got to give a ton of credit to Pat Graham. You know, last week we held him to zero in the second half. This, you know, obviously besides the one drive, I feel like we, you know, we're dominant. And, you know, Pat does such a good job of adjusting. Um, and, you know, we just got to keep improving. So, like I said before, like we just, as a unit, you know, we have to just keep complimenting each other and keep growing. And uh, I feel like we're definitely going in the right direction. Was there personally for you a point where you just said, we're not losing this game, like I'm going to do it? <laughs> I try to do that every week. You know, I take every every day personal, um, whether it's in the, in the, in the weight room, um, whether it's on the practice field, no matter what it is. So, you know, for me, um, I just try to set the example and set the standard every single day. So once it gets to game day, you know, that's the time I really can go and have fun. You know, it's, it's hard when it's <laughs> 6 in the morning and I'm running by myself and pulling guys along after practice, doing extra cardio or in between periods, stuff like that. Like, 
it's tough, but this is what it's all for. You know, I, I work year round um, to be the best player I can be, and I try to put that on display. You know, and, and just inspire my teammates to, you know, be their best as well. Max, the lead gets cut to two. Uh, the offense gets the ball, and basically. The only option is to score some points right there. Yeah. Uh, to put this game away. How good did it feel watching the offense do what it needed to do right there? It felt incredible. <laughs> Honestly, you know, it's complimentary football. You know, we had to go down there and call game. You know, and Josh is, Josh Jacobs is a, a damn baller. And that's been my brother since day one. So I'm so happy for him. Um, he went down there, closed the game. And uh, he's done that many times before, um, as, as we all know. So, you know, I'm super fired up for him. And Amik Robertson as well, getting a freaking touchdown, took off. That was crazy. You know, I was just in there trying to find someone to block. I'm tired, and Amik just started taking off. And it's like a guy like that that's been working so hard, and um, he's just proven himself every single week. So I'm just, you know, happy for those guys. For it's sure. like there were five times where he could have gotten tackled, but yeah. he just put running back mode on it, it looks like. Literally, literally. He went straight Madden mode and just found <laughs> found a way. He was, uh, he was upset at you. He said you, you skipped his song as the uh, post-game DJ. Is that <laughs> I honestly didn't hear that, but, you know, he he always wants to hear his young boy, and uh, I played Lil Durk and, you know, Future, but I'm a young boy fan as well, so it's just like, you know, you're never going to make everyone happy. It's a big locker room. Uh, the other Josh, your coach, McDaniels, I, I saw you made sure to, to congratulate him and talk to him on the field after the game. I know it's hard for all you guys when you lose 0-3, but yeah. how happy are you for him as a new coach to, to come in here and get his first win? Yeah, I'm fired up for him. You know, we talked about all week, like, you know, there's been a lot of pressure on us. There's been, you know, they're trying to do the right job. We're trying to do the right job and do our jobs, you know, as far as the scheme-wise and everything. We're just all trying to make it work. And you know, from the outside, people don't really see that. You know, there's a lot going on. There's, um, you know, new philosophies, new things going on. The coaches are, everybody's trying to do it right. And especially when it's not going our way, you know, the, the pressure and all that, that starts adding up. And, um, and I feel like Josh did an incredible job just bringing the team together this week. We had great conversations after the Tennessee game. Um, and it was nothing but positive. You know, we focused on solutions. Uh, that's it. And I feel like we did that all week. The energy in the building was great. Um, we wouldn't put that on, on display today. And, you know, for us, that wasn't a clean win. It wasn't beautiful. But um, I feel like, like I said, like we're on our way. Josh and, said there's something about rivalry games. How nice is it to beat the Broncos? And at any point, did you notice how much orange was in the building? There was a lot of orange. I didn't like that. Um, so, yeah, you know, that gave me a little extra motivation. I know the guys got fired up about it. So, um, you know, you got to give credit to them. They got great fans as well. Um, but it's always it's always fun playing Denver. I love it. Do you ever feel like it, something's going wrong when you're that not uh, not blocked on a, on a and you see Russell Wilson right in front of you and nobody blocks you? You feel like something something's going wrong there? Uh, no, I just I just read my keys. You know, there's certain plays where they try to have some eye candy and get you to bite down on run plays and stuff like that. And I just read my key, and he gave me exactly what I expected to happen. And you know, things just. It was a bang-bang play, so, yeah, that's, that's about it. When it comes down to getting those sacks, how much does having those two or three other guys rushing alongside you today, how much did that benefit for you? It was it was incredible. You know, Clee did such a good job on the, uh, the first sack. Uh, we Great communication. He got off the ball, beat the guard, and we ran a great game and got home. Um, and, you know, the second one was just, you know, just reading my key and instincts, just getting off. And, uh, you know, at, at the end of the day, rushing is about – four equals one you know it's not one guy it's every single guy being on the same page and getting the job done so you know Chandler did a great job getting out to the quarterback he had some good rushes um Kendall Bilal all those guys are you know working super hard too and it's like I said earlier we're, we're all trying to gel you know everybody you know 
every year is different and we're all you know there's a lot of philosophies a lot of different things and we're just trying to gel and grow every day so like I said we're one and three um, that's not great but I, I know we're going in the right direction that's that's definitely you know inspiring thank you there he goes Max Crosby right there in the Raiders locker room following the game and uh, again a guy that just like you said he tries to set the standard he got, he never slows down every single player to a T that we talk to and we asked about the performance of Max Crosby. You're like, that's Max Crosby. Do you not see him every game? And, and it's not in a disrespectful way. It's just like nobody's ever surprised by anything he does because he just goes and goes and goes. And one of the things that stood out to me, what he said was, you know, I'm, I'm there running by myself at 6 o'clock, you know, in the morning or trying to get some guys to do some extra cardio after practice. You know why he's able to do that? You know why a guy like Matt Collins is able to do that? Because they do that extra work. They put in that extra work. There's something inside of you that makes you want to be great. And the ones that are great will, will do it. It'll go an extra mile, and they won't complain about it. They won't be and moan about it and be like, oh, why am I doing this? And other guys aren't doing it. It just comes natural to them. You either got it or you don't. You either want to be that dude and take that next level or you don't. Raider Dave in Denver, you're up next. What's on your mind, brother? Welcome to the show. I can't hear Raider Dave in Denver. Call us back, brother. <laughs> we we lost you. You, you. You sound like a robot on that. Have Raider Dave call us back because he always has a lot of good stuff. I want to make sure to get him on, but I want to be able to make sure that we're able to hear him. So uh, definitely appreciate that. Uh, Sir Whiskey Ray said, Q&D, it'd be wrong if I didn't mention this here early in the week about a big college football game happening this Friday evening, San Jose State versus UNLV for first place. Oh, yeah, it's going down to Spartan Stadium in San Jose. Damon, are you and Kayla coming into the Bay Area for the big game? I've got some Rebel meat already marinating for the barbecue. Come on Friday. Again, that's Sir Whiskey Ray. There you go. Shots fired. You out here, brother? Yes, All right, man. Juan the Smasher go. All right. Do you, you got that? Oh, no. Oh, that? no. I'd never. No. No. I'll, I'll, I'll be watching from here in Vegas. Oh, why don't you go to the game? Why don't you go represent? I, I think I'm going to be here. <laughs> I mean, you are, but yeah. I'm just saying, like, you know, you haven't found a way to make yourself, you know, two places at one time yet? No, the team needs me to get the groundswell support here in Vegas. They need me to rally oh, the troops here. Oh, okay, good deal, good deal. I got you. You're you're the ringleader. I heard that. Uh, Oral, the comedian, hit us up on the Salmon Ash text line at 69187, keyword R&R. My game ball goes to number 72 of the Broncos because that dive at the goal line of Robertson's touchdown made my day. Yeah, that was funny. That was the offensive lineman. From uh, from the Broncos, and I forget I forget his name now, uh, but he was a high draft pick, and uh, he's actually really good. And he just gave that effort, man. And so it was so funny. Uh, I think Tashawn Reed had tweeted out. I think I saw him on Twitter say something like, "When you hit when you hit that uh, that square on Madden just for no reason, <laughs> right?" And the guy just dives, knowing that he's not going to catch him, but just hey, I'm going to dive anyway. That's that's exactly what that reminded me of. That was a, a good one. That was pretty funny. He even made fun of himself on Twitter. Uh, he tweeted out, like, there was no way I was going to catch him, but at least I tried. Uh, Rob in Oakland hit us up on the Sam and Ash text line at 69187. It's always good to hear from Rob. He said, many years ago, I remember having to ask myself, what am I going to wear to go out? Most times I only had one option because I only had one fit. That's, that's how I see the Raiders' identity right now. The passing game is not sharp. Likely a combo of poor pass protection, new playbook, adjusting to never-before-seen Devontae coverages, and whatever is up with Waller. The Raiders' defense has to keep the game close, and we have to run the ball because that's what we can do. At this point in the season, I'm not sure that it's much of a choice there. Robin Oakland, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. If that's a recipe that, that they uh, take that approach because, like you said, that's what they have to do right now, that's fine. 
as long as they can find a way and they're comfortable and they can find a way to win games that way, I think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a bad, a bad recipe at all. And if they get an opportunity to open up the passing game a little bit more because, you know, defenses start playing them differently, fine. So be it. But that's, I think that that's a good starting point, what you're talking about right there, uh, you know, the run game and, and the defense keeping the game close. Now, coming up at 430, we have Anthony Galavis from the Fresno B. He has a piece that he wrote, a really good piece on Amik Robertson. I actually reached out to him last night when I saw it. I was like, hey, man, I got to get you on the show just to go ahead and expand on Amik Robertson. So we'll hear from Anthony Galavis coming up at 430. But right now, Damon, you want to hear from uh, Amik right now or you want to take a quick break and then hear from Amik? Take a quick break. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll take a quick break right now, and then we'll hear from Amik and Anthony Galvez. That all come up uh, as we take a break from the underground lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino with Radio Nation Radio 920. It's unnecessary roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Got a text from Zeke in Bakersfield. Q, I feel as if Max doesn't get enough credit from others. Everyone talks about the Bosa's Mac. The Watts, but we'll never mention Max when talking about great pass rushers. I wonder if it's because he's in silver and black. That's Zeke from Bakersfield. And I don't think it's because he's in silver and black. I think it's just because he's had one season of double-digit sacks, right? I mean, I, and I think that what we see on the daily from, from Max, we all realize what he's capable of doing and he's on pace for right now. I mean, he has four sacks through four games. I mean, he might be ready to have a monster season. I think if he has that monster season – you know, I think people will start talking about him a lot more. Uh, I know there's certain guys nationally that have been on Max for a long time, like Brian Baldinger, who was on the call on Sunday. But, you know, that's that's I think that's a lot of it. Also, I will say, to your credit, you know, Khalil Mack, in my opinion, didn't get talked about a whole lot until he was a Bear. And he won Defensive Player of the Year. So, I mean, to your credit, there, I think there's something, that a little bit of that. But I also think that he just has to have a monster year and be in those conversations and then – There'll be more, you know, more conversations about Max Crosby, but we will see. I know a guy who doesn't get a whole lot of conversation. That's Amik Robertson, and that's because, well, for me personally, I didn't even know if he was going to make the roster. You know, I didn't know if he was going to make the roster until he had that fourth game of the preseason when all of a sudden he really went out there and balled out and really solidified his, uh, you know, his spot on the roster, and he's been, I think, playing really well. Had a big game on Sunday helping the Raiders get that victory, and this was a meek in the locker room following the game. Just how that play unfold, touchdown. Uh, you know, you know, my teammate do. Harmon made a great play. You know, we all, you know, throughout the week, you know, coaches always told us that we're going to have opportunities to, you know, uh, for them to put the ball on the ground. And just so happened, Duke made a hell of a play, and the ball fell into my hands, and I just went into a Meek Robinson high school offensive mode. You know, so I just try to get in the paint, man, help our team, you know, put some points on the board. Yeah, it was, it was not like a normal run back. It's not like yeah. straight down the sideline. You had to yeah. make some moves, right? So what did you play in high school? You played running back? I played everything. You know, I was a, I was an all-around athlete, running back, quarterback, uh, wide receiver, and I also played corner like when we went against, like, top guys, you know. So, uh, you know, I just tried to – like I said before, help our team put some points on the board. You said a couple weeks ago that you hadn't had the ball in your hand for a while. Now, yeah. all of a sudden, multiple weeks, you have an interception yeah. and a return for yeah. touchdown. What does that feel like? I mean, it's it's always emotion. It's always a great feeling. That's why you saw me with the ball, like, like holding the ball, like talking to it, like saying I've missed you so, so much. You know, because, I, I, you know, coming out of college, when you always having to, like I said, always having to, you know, your hands on the, on the ball when you get the, you know, to the league kind of, like the, the game kind of, speeds up and you know it takes a while for you to adjust so it was a very great great moment for my not stuff. just that but you also had a big game thing just just covering guys yeah. you're all over them and tackling yeah. hard I mean, what, what was going yeah. in your going through your mind today uh just compete man i knew i was going to you know face challenges like judy and uh 
and and Sutton. You know, of course, he made a hell of a play. You know, I kind of put it on myself, whatever. You know, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm gonna try to continue getting getting better. You know, when I'm out there, I try to play bigger than my bigger than my body frame, and I think that's what I did tonight. How much of a relief was this to just get the first one? Oh, it was definitely a relief. You know, I mean, definitely a relief for all of us. You know, we just gotta keep going, man. You know, I, this was a hard, tough, tough win. You know, we just gotta keep going, keep our momentum, and continue fixing little things. In the second half, uh, Max really kind of took over there for a while. What's it do to you guys as the defense as a whole when, when he's going off like I that? I mean, all we gotta do is cover, do our job, but we know Max is gonna get home. You know, so Max, uh, he, you know, his, his work speaks, like we all know, Max's work speaks for itself. You know, he's out there each and every day by himself doing extra work. So out here, it's like, it's, it's regular to him. It, it becomes normal. He's a very dynamic player. So we got a D lineman like that, you know, that could give you, you know, a short period of time to cover. You know, it's, it's, it's all, it always makes your job easy. What about his, what about his work as the uh, post-game DJ? Uh, I, I mean, I had my song on, but he skipped it. So I, I give him a C plus. If, if you'd have kept my song on, I would have given him an A plus. But he, he turned my song off, so I, I give him a C plus. What song was it? Future. Okay. That's, that's all I can say. <laughs> Good call. Uh, good call. Hey, uh, Judy, Judy gave you a little, uh, you're yeah. too short. Uh, did you notice that? And what did that do to you? I did. You know, me, you know, me and Judy, we're going to ride around all, all day. You know, we was training together uh, for the uh, draft. You know, so we were, I knew it was going to be a be a battle like that. But I'm a kind of guy, like, if you if you beat me, you got to do it again. You know, so he had a tough night after that. So, you know, I, I, it's, it's all good. You know, he's a great player, very competitive guy. You know, and, and it was it was fun, you know, going against him tonight. You had 21 Wolf on the eye block. Can you explain the Wolf? Oh, uh, I think you know. Growing up, you know, my grandpa always told me you got you got to have a warrior mindset, and I feel like you know, a wolf is a guy that hunts. You know, uh, is always in a pack with the with the guys. So uh, you know, I, I, that's just a, that's just the image. You know, I try to go out there when I'm out there. I feel like you know, I'm just out there hunting. You know, hunting for what I hunting for what I want. I saw you hyping up uh, Josh Jacobs on the way to the locker room. What were, what were you telling just his day? Because before the game, you know, he he said like. I got y'all today. That's why I kept saying, like, bro, you said that. And he went out there and put on the show. That's the job. I mean, he, he, that's what kind of back he, he is. You know, that's the kind of back he is. You know, we just got to stay consistent with it. That's it. How difficult is it when you have a quarterback like Russell Wilson that you know can move around yeah. just to stay kind of disciplined on the back end like you guys were? Uh, you know, you listen to the coaches, you know, the game plan. You kind of slow him, slow him down a little bit, kind of disguise, you know, a little bit just to slow him down. And I think our game, you know, we, we, I think we did a great job as a defense, you know, with our, with our game plan. You know, heads off to, to our defensive coordinator and our defensive coach. There you go. Meek Robertson right there following the game, and he put in a hell of a performance. And even when he got beat, he came back. Uh, he had a very short memory, something Josh McDaniels pointed out earlier today, and we got to talk to him at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. Right now, join us on the phone lines from the Fresno Bee is my good friend Anthony Galaviz. He put out a piece. Uh, Raiders of Meek Robertson stood tall after taunt by Jerry Judy in a win over the Broncos, which made me immediately reach out to Anthony. As soon as I saw it on Twitter last night, I reached out and was like, hey, man, I got to get you on the show to talk about this because I thought it was something that was, was worth talking about. So, Anthony, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. And, yeah, man, what did you see from Meek Robertson following the, the taunt by Jerry Judy and then the performance he put in following that? Uh, first off, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Um, I mean, th that play alone, uh, <laughs> that was just crazy how it, it just evolved. You know, when Deron Harmon knocked that ball out of Melvin Gordon's, uh, as he turned the ball, and just and then a meet, just like, oh, shoot, I got something here. <laughs> I got the ball. <laughs> and so, I mean, for him to to get that ball and just try to figure out, okay, now what do I do with it? He found a way to, to get around, you know, get around the defenders, and he had his teammates running with him. And then just trucking along and along that sideline just to 
hit the end zone, you know, from that fumble recovery. And then you got Garrett Bowles trying to, you know, give credit to the guy to Devin Russell, you know, for him for him to uh, die towards a, a meet. But, man, that, that, to me, I mean, regardless when the Broncos scored a touchdown, that was a game-changing play there. I mean, that energized the defense. If it wasn't for a meet, I mean, I, I don't know what we'd be talking about today, but... That that was just that just brought life to the defense. I mean, we we've seen what the defense can do, you know. From I mean, granted, yeah, the first three losses, but you know, there's there's playmakers there, and Amit showed it right there on that one play where he just ran it back, and it also you know helped him with that motivation when Jerry Judy taunted him, you know, along the time saying he was too short. I mean, that 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 was, that was a bad move. Come on, I mean, I know they know each other, but <laughs> for him to, I mean, he doesn't need any more motivation. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, speaking of Amik and his size, and, I mean, he makes no bones about it. He's like, hey, I'm not a big dude. I'm not 6'4". I'm 5'8", you know, but he plays like he's 6'4". And I'm telling you, Anthony, that play was huge, right? That's the one everyone's going to talk about as a touchdown. But to me what stood out and I thought was even bigger than that play, even though the points is what you want, what I thought was huge was what he was doing on the outside where he blew up a wide receiver screen, where he tackled a couple wide receivers for tackles for loss or else, you know, basically no gain. I mean, those sure tackles by the DB, something you don't always see, I thought that stood out in a major way as well. And, and that, that's coming off that, that top. I mean, it, it correct me yeah. if I'm wrong, though, but and, yep, it is. Judy was the head of the receptions, and, and Amico was just right there like, hello, you know, remember you tell him short? Well, here I am tackling you, man. No game. I mean, that, that, I mean, he need, I mean, it's not like he needed that extra spark or motivation, but, I mean, he plays, I mean, for him to be 5'8", I mean, for him, it doesn't matter to him how tall, I mean, how short or how tall he is. I mean, he, he's going to make plays, you know, out on the field. He showed it, I believe, he had the test. That's why the Raiders drafted him in 2020. And now, you know, here here he is making plays. And before the season started, we weren't sure if he was going to make the team. I mean, when I made my projections, I had him on the outside looking in. And, I mean, for this guy, I mean, he's just an energizer. You know, he just, he's, he's, you know, when you talk about Max Pogba being the voter, I mean, there, there, there he is. I mean, he's just making plays. He's standing out up there. I mean, I mean, we could. I could have written, you know, about Max Crosby. I could have written about Josh Jacobs, but me, to me, stood out. I mean, and that caught. I mean, I mean, it, it just—it was something to behold. I mean, the, the Raiders need a defensive touchdown. We hadn't seen it since what 2019 when Eric Harris, um, you know, picked off Philip uh, Rivers in Indianapolis. And right. so maybe this touchdown is going to keep that defense turned along, you know, for the rest of the season. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it had been 43 games since they had had a defensive touchdown or a special teams touchdown, which is ridiculous. That is a long, long time. But, you know, they didn't really have the dogs to go get it. And, and when he was returning that that uh, that recovery, that fumble recovery, I mean, he just was determined. And, I mean, you got to give a lot of credit also to the Raiders on offense that are on defense, excuse me, that are out there blocking because, one, they're not used to having to do that, but they did it without having to block in the back or any kind of penalty that would make it come back. I mean, they did that cleanly. Yeah, and, and if you're a Raider fan, you're wondering, oh, is there a flag going to be thrown here? Is there, <laughs> right. is there a block in the back? Is, is there somebody holding? Like, what's going on here? You went back to probably didn't know what to do. Like, oh, shoot, Amik is running back. Okay, let's go, let's, you know, let's make it happen for him. And, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I mean for me, look, I'm going to be honest, Q, I was waiting for a flag to be thrown. I mean, that's, yeah. 
I mean, yeah. those, those are the type of things that have been hurting the Raiders for the longest time. And for for to, you know, to not see the flag, you're like, holy moly, you know, there's a touch, defensive touchdown. Good for the Raiders, you know, good for the fans, you know, they, you know, they're over there cheering at Allegiant Stadium among the tons of Bronco fans that fill that stadium. But yeah, I mean, again, that goes back to what I said earlier, you know, maybe this is part that the defense needed, you know, um, you know, I, I do see a lot of tell on this defensive uh, front, you know, and, and backfield. You know, there, there, there's just a lot of playmakers, and Amik's shown it. And, again, you know, maybe just going to carry the Raiders along, you know, for the rest of the season. But, I mean, that that was a game-changing play for me, regardless of when the Broncos tied the game. So, I mean, that just – I mean, and then afterwards you saw the rest of the guys going after uh, Russell Wilson. But, yeah, that, 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 that was good for Amik. I mean, he needed that. And – uh you know, they, you know, he even showed Josh McDaniels like, hey, you know, <laughs> you keep me around on 53-man roster, I'm going to do something for you. And he did that yesterday. Right. No, he, he really did. Amik needed that, but the Raiders needed that even more than Amik did. Again, we're talking with Anthony Galavis from the Fresno Bee. Wrote the piece, Raiders, Amik Robinson stood tall after taunt by Jerry Judy in a win over the Broncos. And, you know, the other thing that I noticed about Amik, and I guess I could say that this goes to, is like a credit to the closeness of that secondary. Uh, Nate Hobbs, every single time he made a tackle or every single, or when he scored that touchdown, Nate Hobbs was the first dude over there hitting him in the helmet, like pumping him up, giving him props. And Nate Hobbs is a hell of a player. So I just feel like that those guys are really working tight together to, to be the best possible unit they could be together. Oh, I agree. I mean, I mean, you see, I mean, you saw it yesterday, and you just, as you mentioned, you know, Nate Hobbs was just there, you know, having him like, good job, you know, thanks for picking us up, you know. And I'm I'm thinking that's what he told Amit, but, I mean, those guys, too, you know, those guys are young, you know, they're, they're playing like, you know, long-time veterans, and they know what right. they're doing. You know, Nate Hobbs is stepping up, Amit is stepping up. I mean, and they're doing this, you know, without, you know, Rock, you know, Anthony, you know, and those guys are going to come back pretty soon. But I mean, that's what you need from the Raiders. The next, you know, man, you know, next man up mentality. Right. You know, and I think to show that, like, hey, you know, if one guy goes down, I'm stepping in and I'm going to make plays. And you know, that's why I believe Nate probably told same to Amit, like, hey, you know, you did your job. You know, thank you, thank you for picking us up. You know, that rallied you know, the rest of the team to pull out that win yesterday. Right, and the other thing about it, as, as I was saying this, I mean, literally this came to my mind as I was just talking about Nate supporting Amik. Think about Nate. Nate was a fifth-round pick. Think about Amik. He was a late-round pick. He was also a guy like you. I thought he wasn't making the team. I'll be the first to say it. I'll tell him. I didn't think he was making the team. I thought that fourth preseason game against the Patriots was his last game in the silver and black. And really, if you go back, Anthony, to that game, that preseason game against the Patriots, he left it all out there on the field and, and really earned his job in that game, in my opinion, uh, no doubt, and he he, he put, you know he made us look like uh, what am I trying to say here? He made us look like fools, you know, to uh, right to have, have uh, you know uh, what we projected him not to make the roster, and there's that last game yep. with the Patriots, and who's to say that you know pieces games don't matter? Well, it matters to the players because you got guys on right. the bubble trying to make the roster. And he went out and showed out, you know, like, hey, you know, I deserve to be on this initial 53-man roster. I'll prove to you that I belong. And he did against the Patriots. And it just carried on, you know, into the mm-hmm. season. And, and, and until yesterday where he just had that, you know, fumble recovery for a touchdown. And, yeah, I mean, 
I just think he's going to continue to grow from this uh, from the game yesterday. Uh, I expect to see more out of Meek, um, whether he's starting or not. I mean, he's just a guy who's not going to give up on plays. No, he, he, he's not a guy that's going to give up on plays. That, that's a great point. Again, we're talking with Anthony Galavis here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. We're at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, the Underground Lounge. We're here for Monday Night Football. And, you know, I wanted to ask you about, uh, you know, turnovers and, and sacks. Those always, I always say that they come in bunches. Ami can never touch the ball in the NFL. Two weeks ago against the Cardinals, he comes up with a big interception. Yesterday he comes up with a fumble recovery and a touchdown. Are we starting to see a pattern? Is this something that we can see potentially continue to grow when it comes to Meek Robertson? I definitely do, Q. Um, you know, the, the thing I like about Meek is his swagger. I mean, he, yeah. he brings that swag to the field. And, and, it, 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 and his teammates feel that energy. And I just think that with him on the field, you know, look, whether, whether he missed a play or not, he's going to come back and, you know, and keep fighting, you know, and right. show, like, hey, I made this mistake. I'm not going to make the same mistake again. And I think it's feeding off of his teammates. And I think they're really, you know, enjoying having him, you know, with him on the field. You know, Derek talked about him last night. Um, Max talked about him. But I just think that his sense of energy, just, it just carries over to the teammates. And this is something what the Raiders needed when they were 0-3. Because yeah. you, you can't go to Kansas City 0-4 and, and, and make sure that, hey, we're not going to go to KC, you know, 0-4. We're going to come in, you know, pick up a win, and we're just going to hopefully keep, you know, keep pulling these wins out. Right. No, you're right. And, you know, it's so funny. As we wrap this up, Anthony, we always talk about at some point a team needs a player to step up and make a play. Well, Deron Harmon made a play by knocking the ball out from Melvin Gordon, and Amik Robertson made a bigger play by saying – I'm not chancing the, the offense to, you know, get in the red zone and bonk down. I'm getting to the end zone. The hell with this. I'm getting there. And that's exactly what he did. And I don't want to put too much on him, but it was very Seawood-like in my opinion, right? Very Seawood-like. When you would see Woodson get the ball and find a way to get to the end zone, that's what Amik Robertson did. It was also very Madden-like the way he got there, but he made it. And uh, it was something that the Raiders needed in a major way. Well, Anthony, great stuff. Your piece was fantastic that you put on the B. I, that's why I had to reach out to you immediately last night and say, hey, I need you on the show to talk about it. Also, I know you have other things going out that you're uh, writing about the Raiders. What you got coming out on the B that we should be on the lookout for? Well, I just finished a piece on uh, what, what's the expect from the Raiders coming up. Um, you know, you got the schedule, you know, you got the Chiefs in the bye week, so – I'm just basically mapping out what the season, you know, how how they can how can they can continue this momentum from this game against uh, Broncos. I mean, granted, the game against the Chiefs is going to be a very uh, tough one, but you know, hey, you know, anything is possible as we've seen a couple of years ago when they went to Arrowhead. But uh, right. that, that's the story. Of, you know, looking to head the Raiders' uh, schedule. All right, there it is. Well, you can find Anthony on Twitter at agalavis underscore the B, and, of course, his work with the Fresno B and does a great job covering the Raiders. Anthony, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you. Good peace on Amika, and we'll talk soon. All right, sounds good, too. Thanks for having me. No doubt about it. There he goes. Anthony Galavis, good dude right there. Uh, covers everything uh, 559 related, Fresno State. Uh, obviously, the Raiders, uh, you know, they having the, the Derek Carr and Devontae Adams connection. He has a lot of work with that, but uh, does a good job covering the Raiders as well. We definitely appreciate him this afternoon. 446 at the time. DeMond, you want me to take a quick break or should I keep rolling? Okay. <laughs> DeMond said, take a break, dummy. <laughs> 
we'll do that because DeMond said so. The Underground Lounge is the spot we're at inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We'll take a quick break, come back, get to some calls and texts as we close out the show. We're here for Monday Night Football, so we're going to be here for a while. The wife just texted me and said she's on the way, so you know I ain't going nowhere. The wife's on the way. I got to stay. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. I'm going to have to kick you, you know what, today. Here's your boy Q. Underground Lounge is where we're at inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Monday night football ready for the Niners and Rams. And it's a lot easier to watch another team once the Raiders come away with a victory as they did Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. As I mentioned, the wife said she's on the way. The wife has arrived, so it's official like a referee's whistle. Someone, a little birdie, told me that Jason Fitz from ESPN was going to come on by and watch Monday Night Football with us as well. That little birdie may have been Jason Fitz himself. So, uh, yeah, he'll be here in a little while to watch the game. Uh, Another little birdie named DeMond Cotton might have told me that he was going to come on by and watch the game, and uh, he is on his way as well as soon as the show is over. So, uh, yeah, man, we've got a heck of a party, and the wife just got carded at the bar. I know she's going to be happy. Wow, that's fantastic. She just got carded at the bar. That's going to make uh, that young lady very happy. There you go. It's going to be a good night at the Myers household for me. I am winning. Nice. That is a good thing uh, when the wife gets carded. <laughs> All right, man. DeMond's not letting me tell the story. Fine. Raider Dave in Denver, you're up. What's on your mind, brother? I got a bunch of stuff, but just the one thing you were talking about, and I'll call in the rest of the week with some other things, but you were saying game balls, and I just don't think we can overlook Andre James and the effort and the concentration and the studying that he put in in order to make great calls at the line of scrimmage because there is no way Jake was going to have 144 yards if he wasn't doing the right thing, and there's no way the backside of Derek Carr's jersey would be clean if he wasn't doing such a great job. Agreed. Agreed. That's good stuff. And, yeah, Andre James, you know, it's so funny. It's easy to always be ready to kind of move on to the next guy. And I, I know I'm guilty of that as well and saying, hey, Dylan Parham's doing a great job at center. Maybe, you know, maybe he should just stay there. But then when, when he's gone, when Andre James is gone and he comes back, it's, you see how valuable he was. Just like Denzel Perryman. You saw how valuable he was on Sunday, even though he only played a handful of snaps and got concussed. You saw how valuable he was with some of those tackles that he made and how fast he looked out there. That was a big deal. So good stuff, Raider Dave. I appreciate you. Little Al Davis, what's on your mind, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Q and uh, DeMond. Just want to talk about two, two quick topics. The first one is let's just get the elephant out of the room, and that's Tom McMahon, the special teams coach. I don't know what's going on behind closed door, but we, we need to fix it, and we need to fix it fast. We've regressed yep. since last year. Um, I know the coaches coach and the players play it. It's their job to execute on special teams. But come on, we're, we look bad. We look awful yesterday. And you guys alluded to a lot of that already. But I wanted to talk about that. I know Mark Davis had a uh, closed-door meeting with uh, uh, head coach uh, McDaniels. I think it's time that Coach McDaniels does the same thing. I'm sure they probably are doing that in their staffing. But something's got to give and something's got to happen quick. Because I'm, I'm like a struggling doctor right now. I got no patience and my patience is wearing thin. So I wanted, I wanted to get that out the way. And then the, the last point I want to make, I know you guys have been talking about Amik Roberts. Amik Roberts is one of those just underdog stories. It's a great story. I'm, I'm really rooting for the kid. He balled out yesterday. I didn't mention that on um, my other video. But anyways, I just wanted to you know, just show my appreciation as a fan. Like you always say, the best ability is ava- your best ability is availability. And right now he's, he's staying ready. You know, he's doing everything in his power to just, Make every every opportunity count and make it matter. So I just want to, you know, give a shout-out to Meek Roberts. He's balling. He's doing everything that he can 
to showcase to this coaching staff that he, that he deserves playing time and that he's going to make it happen and make an impact every time he's out there on the field. So hats off to Amik Roberts. And again, just last final thing is just that specialty. We got to fix it and we got to fix it fast. If we do that, the rest is going to take care of itself. And I can see us going 10 and 7 and squeaking in that wild card spot. So thank you both for taking my call. I appreciate you guys. And again, let's go Raiders. Thank you. Hey, great call, Lil Al Davis. I appreciate you, man. Really good stuff. And uh, we got to get one more call in before we close out the show. How about Raider Mac, man? Close us out strong. What's on your mind? Hey, man, great, great win. Uh, I know I'm the last caller on this one, but uh, I just wanted to tell Raider Nation to just they were up in arms all week when we wasn't winning. Now they're all happy. But I just want to say, that hey, my game ball go to meet. And, uh, hey, great job, and let's go talk about Kansas City in a couple of days. But great win. No doubt, no doubt. Great call, my man Raider Mac. Way to close us out. And, look, the two most important calls of the day, the first call and last call, if you know what I mean. Underground Lounge is where we're at right now, inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Of course, we're closing out the show. It doesn't mean we're leaving here. As I said, the wife is here. Many folks from Raider Nation is here. Jason Fitz is on his way. DeMond's on his way. All we need is you. So come on by, hang out. 49ers, Rams, that will be the game on the TVs in just a little while. So come on by, hang out with us. Do it real big inside the Oyo and uh, enjoy the drink specials and the food specials that are going on. I got a couple more prizes I'll be handing out in the, in the meantime, in between time. So we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Make sure you wake up with the morning tailgate, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. here on Raider Nation Radio 920.